weekend. Happy Halloween edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. I'm along with Bree Maestas. Bree, how are you? You know, you are here with me, um, but I am also here with you. I appreciate that, but you're the star of the show. (laughs) You and your hair. No, thank you. I know. It's quite the, the selling piece. What kind of hair day? What kind of hair day is this for you? Uh, it's clean, so I guess there's Whoa. that. I don't think it's a good hair day. Hold on. You're right. It smells great. Is that um, <laughs> herbal essence? No, absolutely. Because you not. know, in the commercials, the girls like, oh, oh, it's like, whoa, what kind of? That strips the color out of my hair. It this, does. Yeah, this oh, color is it. very hard to maintain. So okay. I, I don't wash my hair frequently. Okay. Um, and it's a little faded, but thank you for saying it looks good. I, I think, think you were saying good. it looks good. It looks good. Thank it looks you. Good. Yeah, so it's no, a good no. hair day. Good. I'm happy for you. Um, good day to be a Broncos fan. I think you just asked me a couple seconds ago how I was, I was feeling. like, Bree. Um, before we go on the air and you say anything crazy, <laughs> what are your thoughts on the on the Broncos victory? You did a little did bit say? of a temper temperature check, and I said, yeah. Uh, you know, not trying to get too far ahead of myself, yeah. but I am excited after that win. Yeah, me too. I'm very happy, actually, to be honest with you, because there's something that comes with being relevant as opposed to sure. not being relevant. Two and six right now, it would be the feeling we'd have on like the, I like the emotional level inside of my body. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, my favorite time of the year. It's a great time of the year. Yeah. I'm a uh, I'm a room dad for my. It's four-year-old at school. So room dads take care of, like, all the parties throughout the year. Oh, room dads, fun. like, do something for the teacher on the birthday. Oh. Room dads, if, like, any of the moms get knocked up, we got to do, like, a mill train. Sign up for the mill train. This mom got knocked up again. <laughs> this Catholic school mom. I like all that kind of stuff. So, like, and you just make the parties great. You do all the little things. And, you know, if the teacher needs anything, well, you do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm a room dad. Coordinate it's rare. the phone tree. All that kind of stuff. Yes, exactly. So, like, we're going to have a big party today. How fun. It is. So, we got... Let me tell you about the party, and then we'll talk about the miracles. Yes, Okay. We only have, like, two hours for the party. Actually, it's a little bit less. But what I have is a... uh, First, we're going to... I got a... um, It's a skeleton hand, like a hand of a skeleton. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think they're supposed to be, like, um, salad tongs or something, (laughs) but it, like, in there fits what I have, a ping pong balls that are eyeballs. Oh. So we're going to have like a relay race thing with you have to carry the ping pong ball in the hand and we're going to do that. So um, that's one of the things. We have gift cards. Very nice. So like we have some like gift cards for the kids. So like we do like a sign up thing where I'll the make Hooters like five or cards? six. No. Hooters. <laughs> the Hooters girls will not be there. <laughs> no. Actually. <laughs> I always miss them. I don't know where you see them. Well, again, because you're here too and you're one of the rare ladies in media. Mm-hmm. So when people come here and be like. Hey, I'm the Hooters girl. And you're like, he's like, I'm not the Hooters girl, dick. <laughs> I am the... Son. While I am beautiful, I'm not the Hooters girl. I'm the labor. But I Come do have now. my own calendar here. <laughs> <laughs> we should get that printed. Well, again, well, for one, you got a lot of followers on that social media. You're a savant in the social media. So I'm telling you, your calendar and your OnlyFans, <laughs> Just it'd be a hit. Booked. Okay. Not yeah. to be... Um, a creep just got weird, didn't it? Sorry. <laughs> no. You're like no. my little sister, Brie, okay? If it was weird, I'd be like, all right, well, on the podcast. I'd be over, like, respect her, but sign up for three months and you get a discount. Listen, we all need to make money somehow. No doubt about it. I got four kids and go to Catholic school. You know what? You know the new Ford Bronco full size? Yeah. You know, uh, I don't drive it <laughs> because I have four kids that go to Catholic school. You know that new Yukon, right? It's beautiful. Yeah. Or the escalator? My wife don't have it. <laughs> Can't do because it. Because we, you, have four kids. Like, you know, so. Um, 
I'm yeah. kidless, but I live a very uh, luxurious life. I see you I everywhere. Do. You took all your kids to Elitch's the other day. Yeah, I called Joey and Zach, and I would prefer twenty year olds to take care of, but yeah. they are a little rambunctious. So, um, okay, so we're off track. No, you're good. One more thing about the party. We're yeah. doing that game. We're going to have a. I'm going to have like a voodoo donut bar thing, where so you get the glazed and you could put whatever frosting you want on it. There's like 14 kids in the class. I got Oreos. I got gummy worms. I got the sprinkles. I got all the things. You make your own voodoo donut. Oh my goodness! So that we're gonna do that. Oh my goodness! Right? Thank that you. That is so fun. Wicked. Thank you. We're going to. Um, I have one more game, uh, two more games. Actually, they're going to have a, you know, like a ring spider, plastic ring spider. Yes. You have to blow with the straw your spider across and off the table, <laughs> beating your competition. Winner takes all. Oh, my God. Um, and then we have one more game we're going to do, and then we're going to Can we to, place bets on that? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Bet it on JJ, my kid, because he's ruthless. He's got no chance because his dad's a tyrant youth coach <laughs> who parents are sick Must of. Must win. No, no, no. I'm like Emilio Estevez's dad in the breakfast club. Okay. A little bit. You okay, know, he's yeah. like, you got to be number one. I won't tolerate any losers in this family. Your intensity is for shit. When? 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 And that's when Emilio breaks down and cries during that one. Yeah. And then everyone kind of like gets him. Which, non-canon, obviously, but do you think that's a little bit of how uh, Coach, um, what's his name in the Mighty Ducks, why he's um, like- Coach Bombay. Bombay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it is. I'm a little bit like Emilio Estevez at the beginning of Mighty Ducks, where I'm like yeah. rich and stuck up. The only problem, I'm not rich. But I'm like, do you even know who my father is? I was a great player. And then I kind of, you know... <laughs> Each I do coach all like my kids like the flag team, the basketball team, the baseball team, and we have my kids go to All Souls, which is in Inglewood. So it's in a spot where like the neighborhood's surrounded by like, little Inglewood houses that are like should be three and four hundred thousands that are like six hundred thousands because the cheapest house in Colorado is like that, but yeah. they're little. And then down the street is Greenwood Village, where we have down the street from Russell Wilson lives one of the boys on my team. My wife's going to be like, shut up, quit naming names. Yeah, you can't name Liam Simmons. <laughs> Liam Simmons' dad owns like City Power and Light over here, and they just moved in like an $8 million house and invited JJ over and all that kind of stuff. So I got all realm of kid on the teams. Yeah. So some kids, though, of course, it's like my richest kids are like, okay, Liam, let's go, buddy. Come on, you can do this. And then some I'm like, what the fuck, JJ, let's go. And I call my own kid. I'm like, let's do this. We want to like – so. Basketball's just started. We have a couple boys on the fourth grade team. Third grade's the first year we play in the Catholic school league. So, like, my son and, like, our little core of five or six guys have been playing together for, like, five or six years. Mm -hmm. And then we have these little couple beginners, and I'm just like, hey, beginner parents. You know, like, everyone's supposed to be like, we're let's have fun and all that. And I'm like, I put winning in front, and then let's have fun. Winning is fun. So get your kids to learn how to dribble. <laughs> no, I didn't. But it's just like, you know, um, I'm just a tyrant like that. Do you think Coach uh, Hackett needs to be a little more of uh, the bad guy? Or is he just too much good guy? And maybe it's because of some promises that he made or they made to us along the way. You know, I don't know. I come from a, a – a, my dad was a coach, and then I became a coach for volleyball. So, like, I have the old-school mentality of, like, yeah, we, we need to win. And It wasn't the sports. Wisconsin girls volley t- volleyball, volleyball team, was it? No. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> no. Whoa! <laughs> no. Thankfully, no. Um, 
How dare you? I'm uh, sorry. I'm saying that's my favorite team. But I think what I think what's kind of missing a little bit from Coach Hackett is kind of the old school mentality, and that's obviously why the Denver Broncos chose to go 180 degrees and make that switch. <laughs> um, but I think you do see some of that fall off, where maybe that competitive spirit. And I don't want to presume anything, but I think that because he's so player friendly and because he's so Coach Hackett, mm-hmm. there's a tendency to be like, well, are they getting enough of that nitty gritty? Uh, watch this. Vance Joseph was the ultimate player's coach. He had a lot of hacking in him. Said the right thing all the time. Uh, guys, we're close. Uh, just that I'm a winner. It's a, it's a, it's a, no one, it's a more than Vance Joseph. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved him, okay? But there was like no respect level for him. And that's, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's got so much Vance Joseph in him. Say the right thing, big smile, uh, try to make everyone happy. That doesn't really work i don't think in today's nfl and what works with that mentality and how you operate is being a great coordinator you're like the good guy when you to your players when coach is the bad guy yeah good cop bad cop it's like again it's like one of uh, <laughs> uh nathaniel hackett's like oh i thought you meant bad cop bad cop remember mm-hmm. from the other guys it's just like he's doing it wrong and the and vikings you couple that with russell wilson and it's too much it is it's overkill, and it's it's it will end in losses mm-hmm. because there has to be man. Like if there's anything more, I don't compare military to sports because that's shortchanging like the military, the actual life sacrifice. Like people or? are doing it every single day for us, like, like real men, dudes. Who it's like you know I'm like I can play sport. I'm an athlete, all this kind of stuff, and like oh man, I talk on the radio. I could talk. I'm a fast talker, all that kind of stuff. Those guys are real men, dude. Stuff like I can't even do. I could never do, and I'm willing to admit that military guys, okay. But there's something to falling in order and having like someone to look up to and respect and be just kind of that, um, the ultimate kind of this is how it's done. This is the standard, and I have to and I want to do it for this coach. That's hard to find. That's why Gary Kubiak was so special and so unique. Very true. They wouldn't have won it with John, John Fox, and they wouldn't have won it with just anybody. It was Gary Kubiak who's everyone likes, but like he's like the sheriff. It's like you can't just it's, – it's a respect factor, a leadership kind of factor, like a general factor. If this were like 200 years ago, you know, Gary Kubiak would have had like – look like whatever they were 200 years ago in the army and been one of the great generals type of stuff. What's the same reason you respect Peyton Manning for that same kind of like, I think he's a likable dude, but it's when you're absolutely. out there playing football, you're, you're, you're thousand percent winning. They, they love Drew Locke. Players loved Drew Locke. Yeah. Drew Locke, oh, you know, he's like, like just, a pretty good. Well, yeah, dude. but like you just like, there was a level where you couldn't, he can lead you. He was just one of the guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, John Elway was like, Mark Jackson tells a story. I've never said this story before, how he was an early player in his career. And John was by that time like a pro bowler and uh, one of the great quarterbacks in the league. Mark Jackson was a rookie in 86. And he said in his rookie year, he was wide open on a play. And he was waving Elway like this, like, what happened? It came off the field like KJ like, hey, Hamler did. Right? And Elway went up to him on the sideline and says, if you ever fucking do that again, grab him by his pads, you'll never see the ball again. Type mm-hmm. of stuff. Yeah. So John Elway would what is famous for eating lunch with the corners, and he goes sit with the linebackers. He sit with the offensive linemen. That was John Elway. You know, he was like the everyman kind of. That's but when it came like time to go out there and win the war, that battle, that's what it was kind of about. So um, I always like. 
Side note, I love Mark Jackson. I love Mark Jackson. Like too. as a person. Oh like, my he's god. Incredible. He's a he's one of these Scott Hastings like, you know, Alfred Williams lovable figures. I that, just love listening to him talk. Oh man, when we had the chance, Mark was, we did the show together for like two years and it was like the greatest, you know, I mean, I have a bunch of, um, Cello and I were together for five or six years. It's like iconic old school radio. It seems like a long time ago. Ryan Edwards was my co-host for a while. Benjamin Albright was my co-host for a while. I made all these guys who, what they are today. Okay. And Mark Jackson comes in and does the same thing. And man, God, Mark is like such a great guy. He's a great friend. I love Mark Jackson so much. He's a good man. And he's just was an underrated all-time Bronco. And Jeff Gersh, goofball co-host now, who's, you know. Um, he, he said something interesting the other day that the three amigos should go into the ring of fame together. That oh. would be something. Oh. But, uh, that'd be wild. That would be wild. Right? Because yeah. that's, you know, they, they went iconic. to two or three Super Bowls. And yeah, they didn't win them. But again, that's a different era of Broncos that led to Super Bowl 33, like help the branding kind of stuff made when the Broncos were that close in 95 and 96, um, just this close to go get the trade for Tony Jones and all of these guys that you're just thinking like, man, this is a good team, a couple more moves. And what happens, Super Bowl 32 and Super Bowl 33, the greatest teams um, back to back, one of like the five or six greatest teams in NFL history. We're way off course, but there is no course. Well, okay, so I, I wanted to, since we're here and throwing yeah, things let's out, talk. a coach like Mike Tomlin, who seems to be not losing the team, but he's got that mentality of, he's he's a hard ass. Mike and, Tomlin? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then Love him. Mike Tomlin and then uh, Bill Belichick. Like, a lot of people don't like how Bill Belichick does what he does, but he gets it done. <laughs> Vic Fangio. I now, love what you're doing. You know? That's the opposite. Yeah, it's the... And then you have, like we said, the... Good guys, coaches, guys, best friends in Vance Joseph and um, and Nathaniel Hackett. There's a one other spawn of coach that there can be, okay? Good. And it's Pete Carroll. Well, hold on. Let me, bear with me. And then you can <laughs> think about it, and then you can respond. Because yeah. um, Rex Ryan comes from the mold of Pete Carroll. I call those guys master motivators. They're nice guys. They say all the right things, but man, they push your buttons, say things to you, fire you up and make you believe for one that you're like, they turn good players into great players and average players into good players. Okay. Rex Ryan went to two AFC championship games with Mark Sanchez as quarterback and just a bunch of dudes and made them kind of believe. And the higher level of that kind of coach is Pete Carroll. So not every coach, you know, there's no like, I need this kind of coach because we've talked about it. We went from 30-year-old Josh McDaniels to John Fox. Well, from Mike Shanahan, you know, old man, has had it, you know, it's over with to being one of the first teams to ever roll the dice on the young, innovative coach in Josh McDaniels. Mm -hmm. That was a disaster. We go to John Fox. We go back to Vance Joseph. We go to uh, Gary. Oh, we go to. I'm sorry, Gary Kubiak after um, after John Fox. Gary mm-hmm. Kubiak's in there, puts it over the top. Go to Vance Joseph. Go to Vic Fangio, and now we're back with like the young coach. Of course, it's like how you do it. It's like the old dude who's like just gets divorced, and he's like orders a male bride from another country <laughs> and she love you long time you gotta switch it up <laughs> you gotta, it's just you know it's what not I mean? working do something different <laughs> 
Bad analogy. Okay. Um, <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? It's like there's no right or wrong. There's no, like, perfect coach. It's who the co- like the right coach is for the right team at the right time, kind mm-hmm. of. And Nathaniel Hackett just seems like a little bit of a miss right now. Again, the Broncos won yesterday, and we barely talked about it. Yeah. Okay? They won. Is a desperate Jaguars team. Russell came up at the end big when, like, the beginning of the game was an absolute disaster. The play calling is a mess. Play calling is an art form. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it takes like um, the I'll, I use the analogy to uh, of a basketball player, whether you're a pickup old man hooper like me or a great player, you miss a couple shots early, and you're just like, damn man, is that it's like I was in and out? Is that rim closed? What's going on? Yeah. You can either keep shooting the same bad shots and missing, or you find a way into the lane for a little layup or two, and you're like, ah, oh, went in, okay. Now I can get it going. Now I have a little bit of confidence. The Broncos yesterday, I need a dink and a dunk and a screen and a little throw you across the middle of the field. Well, just to get it going yeah. instead of a fade to Cortland Sutton on the left side of the field early in the game for interception. That's a touch rhythm pass that's supposed to happen at some point later in the game. With momentum. That's, yes. That's, and then do you know what happened? It was a, a smart little call. Uh, we, we can't really do shit. Little, literally just let the ball go. To Jerry Judy, who catches it, is an athlete, runs to the sideline for a touchdown. That's a passing touchdown that counts as that. Mm-hmm. That's as much of a layup as it gets. So they're like, they made a couple plays and did enough. Shitty play calling at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Disaster. Russ was clutch late in the game. I mean, like before the final drive where he goes and is brilliant. It's like, damn, this guy's still got that clutch in him. There was three straight three and outs. Like, what the fuck is going on here, right? Yeah. So that's it. Like that's they found a way. They don't beat a really good team yesterday. Sure. But the Jaguars were two and four. As desperate as the Broncos. Needed it as bad as the Broncos. The bottom teams in the AFC, the Steelers and like the Colts and the Raiders, they're as good as any of those teams. The Jaguars will beat some of those teams on certain days, but the Broncos want to leave that class of losers and jump up into like the next class of the Bengals, Dolphins, Patriots, Ravens, Jets class of the NFL. And with the loss, they're done. We're talking all about trading Bradley Chubb right now, which we haven't mentioned one time. Okay, so I can't. Don't do it. I can't, I can't do it. Save it for Joey, Sass. <laughs> Don't bring that shit here. <laughs> I can't do it, man. It's just, it's too, you know. It's it, too heavy for me. It's right now it is. After, after trying to ride the high of this win that was so desperately needed for all of Broncos country, it was needed for Russell Wilson, it, you know, all of it. <sighs> There's something to being desperate and finding a way. And we thought, and the only thing I would say to shoot down my own argument, well, we've been desperate the last couple few weeks, but not like this desperate. We're like, people are talking about firing your coach if you lose this game. Russell Wilson taking a week off, a, a laughing stock of the entire NFL. The Ravens clowning him on the team plane a couple days ago, Justin Tucker. Okay? We have the Ravens later in the season. We'll have the Chargers again. Um, We'll have have a chance to go on like a vengeance tour. I hope Russ. Derek Carr can't get anything done. He's a joke. The Raiders stink. They rode a little bit of a hot wave last year, and that's it. I mean, there are, we saw this coming a mile away. You Oh, well, they and they added Devontae Adams. Oh, well, now they're going to be awesome. Yeah, no, with Derek Carr as your quarterback. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> Derek Carr's as an average Joe. 
And that's it. Absolutely. They should have known better. And they'll move on from Derek Carr in this offseason. He'll take the fall for this when he's just, you know, again, it's not his fault, but he's not good enough to really win. Isn't it amazing he's that not. there's really only about 10 core? And we've talked about this multitude of times. Yeah. There's not that many good quarterbacks in this league. There's eight, and we could talk ourselves into 10. And yeah. in that eight is Russell, who's struggling. Herbert, who doesn't look great. Um, the Bengals, who one week are, are here, one week are there, all that kind of stuff. Right. So, um I don't know. That's it. That's the Broncos Blitz podcast. <laughs> Save your good stuff for Zach. Well, I mean, there were so many good things. That ha- Are you saying I haven't been good today? No, you're always good. No, uh, there's so much I'm sorry, I love to be you. good. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> there's so many risers from this yeah. game. It's really hard to pinpoint because the defense, the secondary was absolutely lights out. You got Justin Simmons mm-hmm. with, two, with an interception. You got K1 Williams with another one. Those are big plays. Season Huge. savers. And they were ball hawks. But it's listen, not like... God, I, we, Justin Simmons made an unlike himself um, error. error. Two of them. One, the hold saved a touchdown. So you're like, that's big, two first broken mistakes by the guy. Mm-hmm. The running his mouth and the sideline stuff, That's you can't come back from that. That was a big mistake because yeah. that was in a crucial situation. So extended petty. the drive. But the hold prevented a touchdown. Even though they get a fresh set of downs and you're like, we're fucked. Mm-hmm. He saved a touchdown and then came back and intercepted the ball. One of the big wiener stud dude plays of the whole season. Yeah, no. I'm telling you, season-saving play from a guy who knows better as a team captain, and the only thing in the world he could have done to make up for his mistakes that? is that. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, right? I, uh, I just got the Let's go. Bump. I did it to you. <laughs> you got me really good okay, there. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, what else? That's it. Uh, Greg Dulcich, who's yeah. coming in. He's got four... Perfect. So he had four catches, 87 yards, which is the fourth... Make for him a, a weapon. You oh, have nothing to lose. Absolutely. I I don't know what's going on with Cortland Sutton right now. Got to get that figured out. Drops happen. We had a listener from California calling today to the show. Okay, um, we're a global brand. Um, <laughs> Just across. Yeah, the and he said that Cortland Sutton right now is playing like his side piece is pregnant. Oh, goodness. Like, he just his head ain't there. What's with you? Where are you at? Where's your head at right now kind oh, of stuff. Man. So You know, yeah. There's, right? It's uh, funny. And receivers go through that. As soon as the chemistry starts to dwindle, and obviously if you don't have good QB play, that's going to affect your receivers. So. It's the rhythm. It, okay. Last thing, and we'll, I'll wrap this up. Okay. Because we're doing like five or things. Like we have. We're putting a bow on it, a T-bow on it, but we're tying up five or six different If you T-bowed right now, I'd just kick you in the face. <laughs> no, I'm not. Don't. Um, when... I started, I was working for the Denver Daily Newspaper, okay? It doesn't yes. exist anymore. Are you Peter Parker? <laughs> I can't say anything else <laughs> no. about it. But um, Jim Sakamano, this is the early, very early 2000s. I wasn't a real reporter. I mean, I had like, I was getting my journalism degree, and I have one. But I wasn't a real reporter. I was just like a fake reporter. I don't know how Jim Sakamano and the Broncos let me in a training camp. This is like over 20 years ago, okay? So it's like back then, that's just 20 years ago. This is like still the 2000s. Yeah. This isn't like the 80s, okay? <laughs> sure. The, it's, I'm that. not cool 105. Okay. It's the 80s, the 90s. It's like it, it, I was just a young dude. This is like, again, it's 2022. So while that is 20 years ago, just bear with me, okay? Yeah. There was two-a-day practices. We'd have to go media guys. Ooh, you know, the Zach guys of the world. I was Zach 20 years ago. Going at like two practices, padded, banging on each other. Guys exhausted. The wear and tear. This was just 20 years ago and up to about 10 years ago. Two full practices. Extended long training camps. Polished, refining. Let's run that again. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Nowadays, oh, they got shells on once in the week. No, barely touching each other. 
The second half of this NFL season, not just for the Broncos, for any every NFL team, it's going to be way more scoring. It's going to be finding the offenses, offenses coming together, and that's going to be a big drawback that everyone needs to consider. The league, the players, the, know, the players association, to where there's not enough time to, again, no one wants pads on. These guys are like million-dollar corporations and empires. You want to avoid injuries as much as possible, but the first half of the season has totally been dedicated to the offenses just like cutting its teeth, getting a little polish, getting on the same page, refining its skills. The NFL sucks now because of that. People are going to say, it's the Vic Fangio defense everyone's using right now. It ain't that. Well, if they're joking it's around the, about the adding 21 as as games. The, the defense caught up yeah. to 21 games. Give me a break. Yeah. Could you imagine with the amount of injuries we've seen? Everyone no. has a hurt hip or a torn ACL. It would have to be like every team would have to have like a minor league team. Yeah. It'd be wild. 18 games is the future. You'd have to have two buys during the season, mm-hmm. and it'd be still hard for the players. I don't think we need any more football, man. I mean, I'm sorry, woman. I, I, yeah, no, I'm sorry, dude. I didn't mean that. No, no, no. <laughs> bro, bro, chacho. <laughs> I, like, I don't want to get too far into it, but yeah, there's like the season doesn't seem long enough, but when you're it's in it, not. you're like, holy cow, it's already week eight, but you've seen just instrumental uh, roster pieces get taken out for the year and I don't think extending the season is what you want to see because these guys are trying to make a living and you're paying them monumental contracts it's wild and then they're out for the season good job today you too I have to go do a party for fourth graders yeah. 16 fourth graders have fun brats uh text me the line couple so I know little who bastards I'm in there um JJ Chase and Liam hold on I'm sorry one of the Liams. <laughs> not the other one. Not Liam, too. But you can bet, you know, on a negative number on take any Liam to win. <laughs> All right. Maverick Sports. Maverick Sports app. Uh, total Beverage. TotalBeverage.com. We love those guys. They're partners in this podcast. Bree, good job. We appreciate you. Where's your Twitter again? Uh, it's Bree Maestas mm-hmm. 303. Please go follow me over there. All right. We love you, Bree. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Sheila.